Given the tremendous savings that generics provide their patients, you would think doctors would know to turn to cheaper, less expensive generic drugs. But that's not always the case. To help educate them, some healthcare companies are turning to what is called counter-detailing. Welcome to the Physician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Kathleen Yeager. She's the president and CEO of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association. As CEO of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association, Kathleen represents manufacturers, suppliers, and distributors of generic medicines that now account for two-thirds or more of all prescriptions filled in the United States. She has been head of the trade association since April of 2002, and before that was well-versed in Food and Drug Administration regulation as a partner at the Washington, D.C. law firm of Kirkpatrick and Lockhart. And Kathleen Yeager today joins us from her offices outside of Washington, D.C. Welcome to ReachMD XM157, Kathleen Yeager. Bruce, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we all know, and I've written about this issue for years, we all know about detailing at the brand level with doctors, and that is a key way to market prescription drugs for the brand name industry. But this is a new concept for even me, who's written about this for a long time. Tell us, our listeners, a little bit about, and doctors, what they might be seeing down the pike with this counter-detailing for generics. Well, I think most physicians actually understand that the brand pharmaceutical industry spends probably about $30 billion on promoting brand drug products. And I think what states and other private entities have realized that it's imperative that they provide the same physicians with, you know, balanced and the appropriate information to ensure that the physician and pharmacist and, and other healthcare professionals can make the right decisions for their patients. So a lot of states have launched what they call counter-detailing programs to deliver this objective educational material, including the use of generic medicines. Well, with the counter-detailing, is it like in a situation, I know that Aetna, one of the big health insurance companies, they put generic dispensing devices right in the doctor's office so a doctor could basically give a sample of a generic drug to a patient, which is something almost unheard of in this country. Everybody usually knows that the brand name companies leave gobs and gobs of brand name samples. Is that the kind of thing that we're seeing where health plans or others are educating consumers about brand, like with doing some of their own sampling? Would that be a counter-detailing method? That's certainly one counter-detailing method that Aetna's and others actually are utilizing. But I think most counter-detailed programs are more based on education. They're trying to help physicians decide what medicines to prescribe by arming them with information to select the most effective drug, not necessarily the one with the biggest advertising budget. So first and foremost is to make sure that doctors have the right information about what medicines are available. At the same time, also some of these counter-detailed programs, as you mentioned, also provide physicians with samples of generics. And so this is going a long ways to ensure that not only do the doctors have all the information available, certainly about the availability of generics, but also if they so desire, they can also prescribe and provide samples of those generic medicines. And so could you be a little more specific in the counter-detailing? Is this something as simple as brochures or are drug makers getting into 
marketing or I guess I'm just wondering sort of who funds and who pays for this because a lot of the argument of generic companies for years and years is that the reason generics can be cheaper to begin with is because they don't spend as much money on marketing as their brand name competitors. Now, some people will argue that point, but clearly the generic companies also didn't have to spend as much money on research and development as well. So what kind of marketing are we talking about or counter-detailing? Where the counter-detailing programs actually stem from is actually from the states. A lot of the state programs, and one I think comes to mind in particular is the Pennsylvania program. And Pennsylvania had a program called the PACE program where they went out and trained pharmacists and nurses to meet with doctors, basically go and call on the same doctors the brand companies were calling on, and going in and just providing you know, information, again, on the best treatments for those common conditions out there with respect to the elderly. And so they'd go in, they'd sit down with that physician, make sure the physician had all the appropriate information, even educate the physician again on what is a generic what are their requirements to be a generic in the United States? Making sure they understand, you know, the FDA's requirements of the approval process, the quality of the manufacturing, and ensuring that they understand what is available so they can make the appropriate prescribing decisions. So a lot of these programs have really been developed by states such as Pennsylvania, as I mentioned, West Virginia. I know Florida also has taken steps to educate doctors about the benefits of affordable medicines. In these cases, is the state paying for the pharmacists and nurses to go out and educate them? Are they going to their offices? Um, where could a physician find out about something like this? My understanding is these programs are actually training the doctors and the nurses to go out to the actual doctor's office to provide that information right there. Now, some states don't have uh, the necessary wherewithal for all the different programs, and so they're also just providing, you know, education pamphlets. So I think if a physician was interested in receiving counter-detailing information, they could contact their state Medicaid office. If you're just tuning in, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I'm your host today, and joining me is Kathleen Yeager. She's the president and CEO of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association, and we're talking about efforts by the generic drug industry working with states, working with pharmacists, working with others on a program that we're calling counter-detailing. It's an effort to get the information out about generic drugs and cheaper alternatives that we know that the brand name industry has been using successfully for years with their sampling and other things. And Kathleen was just telling us in Pennsylvania, for example, where they've trained pharmacists and others to go out in the community. I mean, I guess it's almost with anything. I mean, it's just a theme that I keep hearing over and over and even writing about is that there just isn't enough education that can be done in healthcare, and it doesn't seem like it costs a lot of money to get out there and explain to people exactly how things work, and that seems to be what's going on here. You're correct. Having counter-detailed programs provide a tremendous you know, return on investment for a lot of states and a lot of private entities, such as you mentioned Aetna, but others involved like Blue Cross. And everyone's realizing that the more education they can provide to physicians, and again, you know, just make that information available to physicians, the more the healthcare system is going to benefit because we're going to be able to reduce costs. 
and we'll be able to ensure that physicians understand when affordable medicines are available and understand the indications of use in which they can prescribe those medicines. Are you doing any, or are any of the health plans, have they done any sort of market research out there about physicians? I mean, how familiar are physicians with some of the older generics? Because you, you figure if you have younger doctors coming through, are there really issues out there where perhaps a tried-and-true generic medication is not really on a doctor's radar screen? Hopefully, the higher institutions are doing a solid job of ensuring that, you know, physicians are understanding the full range of medicines available. And whether it ranges from a, such a product like amoxicillin for an ear infection to a higher-priced product like Azithromax, I think it's imperative that all medical institutions ensure that they actually provide the necessary education about what actually works out there in the public domain, regardless of whether it's an old product or whether it's a new product. Some of the uh, research, as you mentioned, that's out there, whether it's from CDC or whether it's from other institutions, are actually showing that some of the older products are actually more therapeutically beneficial to some of the newer products. And of course, because they are generically available, they're also going to be more cost-effective for consumers. So again, you know, it, again, it's all about education, ensuring that physicians are getting armed with the right information, ensuring that they have the information to select the most effective drug for that particular patient's condition. Yeah, we definitely found that with uh, Vioxx. I covered a couple of the Vioxx trials, and among the many issues that came about in those situations is that there were actually studies later, unfortunately they were not earlier, that showed that there were pain medications, arthritis medications that were generic that had been out for years that were not only as good as Vioxx, but perhaps better. And so I assume that with some of these counter-detailing efforts, are they saying to patients and saying to doctors, hey, this treatment's been out there for decades. We know that this is okay. You know, I think the information that's being shared with physicians is that new isn't always better and that, again, they need to look at the whole portfolio of drugs that are available. And what we're also seeing, too, from various studies is that when patients take their medicines, that they're more likely to keep using their medicines if they can afford those products. So generic medicines are providing an essential tool to the American healthcare system. And patients, you know, again, who maintain their treatments are less likely to be hospitalized for their conditions. And at the end, they're providing substantial savings to the patients in the healthcare system. And really, that's the message that these counter-detail programs are providing. So once again, we're talking about the counter-detailing, and these are efforts as simple as a health insurance company or a pharmacy benefit company providing doctors a little dispensing machine in their office where they can dispense generic drugs right in their office or various states are having nurses and pharmacists go out in the community and educate people about generics. Does the FDA still have that PSA campaign? Do you recall that? I just remember seeing on the subways of Chicago where you would see ads kind of telling people about generics and that they have been tested and so forth. Are you familiar with that? Oh, absolutely. Our industry and our coalition partners were instrumental in getting congressional funding for that campaign. And is that still around? Is that something on anybody's radar? To the best of my knowledge, I think that campaign actually sort of come to an end because of a, a lack of resources. But, however, I think it certainly was very beneficial 
and they were able to educate various patients and consumers. But you can still find that information online at FDA's website. With that, I would like to thank Kathleen Yeager, the president and CEO of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association, who has been our guest. And we have been talking about counter-detailing, the effort by the Generic Pharmaceutical Association and with partners such as insurance companies that are actually getting the message of generic drugs out in the community to sort of counter the effort by the brand name companies that have been using so successfully the efforts of sampling and other things to educate people about brand name drugs, which is now working in the generic community. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host, and you've been listening to the Physician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions on today's show through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library in on-demand podcasts. And I would like to thank you today for listening.